Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, John McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? Joel, I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Doing pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear. Very good to hear. Um... Yeah, so we, uh, we we took a little bit of a week off last we, week. <laughs> we gathered last week, sat down, yep. was we were ready to go, and we're like, we've only we haven't played much. There's not much news. Let's just push yeah. it push it to this week and do a bumper quest log. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is what we're gonna do. But um, before we get to that though, uh, what's been going on? Been doing anything that isn't game related? Ah, uh, boy, Joel, work was hectic this week, so that's really that's been Yikes. the bulk of my time. Really, just lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of work. Yuck! Not really watching anything. <laughs> been been rewatching New Girl. Now it's on Netflix. Ah, uh, yes, we've been Such doing that as well. Show. So good. Love that show. So lovely. Love it. So <laughs> good vibes about that show. It's, it's good fun. But um, um, yeah. Nothing else besides that, really, that, uh, that isn't video game related at this stage. Cool. Um, How about you? Yeah, not a lot. Uh, got a new phone on Friday. That's nice. pretty cool. That's something yeah. I've been meaning to do, but I keep pushing it off. And like now, you've, you've got your you've got your new phone. You were showing it to me before. It looks cool. Yep. I know I can't continue unless I buy you know outright. I can't keep getting my Xperia's in Australia because yeah, at least from what I can tell to- Telstra and Optus are just like. Eh. And Sony's yeah. just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, like it's, yeah. In terms of phone choice in Australia, if you want to go on a plan, there's not a whole lot. You like, It's like Apple or Samsung, Google or Huawei or hey, Oppo. Maybe, so I say, maybe Oppo. It. Don't forget Oppo. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got Oppo in there. Um, there, yeah. So I, 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 on Friday, the Sam's, okay. The Samsung Galaxy S20 FE, which stands for Fan Edition, came out, um, and I pre-ordered that. It's basically like a mid-range phone that's, um, yeah, I'm just going to get my nerdy phone talk here. Yeah, it's a mid-range phone. Um, It's basically a a Galaxy S20 with a couple of things scaled back, Um, notably like less RAM and it doesn't have a glass back. And it doesn't have like a like quad HD whatever display, um, but it still does 120 hertz refresh rate, and it's bloody nice, and it looks great. I've got like a whole cyberpunk setup on it at the moment. It looks really cool. I'm really happy with it. I just like looking at my phone, which I, it's a bad thing to be like give myself more of an incentive to look at my phone, but yeah, it's just nice. Social media, mm. man. That's it. Like it's yeah. I've just. Scrolling through that, and just being Doom like, oh, scrolling. It's so smooth to scroll, yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, just been hanging out, going to the park with my son. Nice, that's been fun. Oh, yeah, parks are open now. That's an option again. Yeah, that's one thing we can do. Um, <laughs> but we, which is lucky we have a park that's a block and a half away, so it's within walking distance. It's a nice walk. It's very convenient. Easy walk, yeah. And there's a decent playground. Um, and yeah, Griffin really likes that as well. But anyway. With all our, our non-video game banter out of the way, I think it's time we checked in with the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. The quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, uh, where we bring to you what we've been playing over the week or two weeks in our case, in this instance, uh, and uh, sort of discuss it in great detail, what we liked, what we didn't like. 
uh, for your listening in pleasure. Um, yeah, we've got a, quite a few things this week. We've we've been dabbling in some stuff, um, some stuff together, and some stuff on our own. Um, but uh, should we kick it off with something that we both played together? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons from EA, uh, EA Motive Studios, was released. Um, and yeah, it's a space combat Star Wars game. So, you know, you get to get into the ship of uh, Imperial ships and Rebel ships and blast your way through through space. And yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with this one, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh... So, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine. For the longest time, Joel, for the longest time, I've wanted a new Rogue Squadron. And mm-hmm. when this was announced, I was like, hey, this, look, as long as it, like, if it checks some of the boxes, I'm fine. And I'm happy to say that I think it clears that bar of checking some of the boxes. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I think that's that's a fair thing to say. Like, it is, so the things to keep in mind with this game, if you don't know much about it, is it, it is a like $60 game. So it is a what? essentially No, no, like, no, $60. I think you mean 50? I think it's about 50. I guess it maybe Yeah, no, I feel like 40, uh, 49 is the price cap. <laughs> I'm talking like yeah, full price. So maybe 40, maybe maybe that's I think 49. Yeah, yeah it's not quite 60. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's that like AAA budget range of yes. like titles. So um so it's not quite like indie level of like price lot of range like which is about 30 bucks. It's yeah. It sits in that nice range there. Unless you think... unless you snag it like we did on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we managed to pick it up for thirty seven dollars on Amazon. But um of course we're talking Australian prices here. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah, forty dollars US I think is the, the, the asking price for it over uh in the States. But yeah, uh in terms of what like that price range when you see that price range and you see like a game like this and you see what's included, I think that's Almost justified, like justified, um, almost. Uh, there are a couple of omissions to things that I think would be good to um, to add to it that, that maybe uh, add to that value. But I think it's worth worth putting in here that we actually haven't played any multiplayer yet. That's very true. Yeah, I haven't tried um, the multi. We, we are getting to that. I, although I have heard like for the people that are really enjoying it are really enjoying it and saying it's a lot of fun. See, that's my fear is that I won't enjoy it because mm. I'm going to come in two weeks late. I think I've really right. come to grips of controlling these ships and they're just yeah. going to fly circles around me. <laughs> well, the plus side is we can, we can squad up on a team together and play against AI. That's, that's true. We, we can, that's we a, can fight the computer. Which is, well, honestly, I'm kind of okay with. I think that will, that will be more fun in a way. Um, maybe if we feel, start feeling a bit daring, we could jump online with it. But yeah, uh, it does have a single player campaign, uh, that we've both played pretty much most of. We haven't quite finished it yet. Um, and I think, yeah, the story is serviceable. It, it's, it is essentially a like big tutorial. Yeah. Uh, in the sense they, that essentially that you will find yourself flying each of the ships at least once. Yes. Uh, and it drip feeds you like new bit like new things and, and mechanics to sort of like you know um that will help you like when you take it online i would say um because like at the gate it's just like this is how you control the ship this is how you fire weapons and then they start introducing like rerouting power to your shields or your your engines or your weapons um and like 
actually actively doing that consistently so like you can be a bit more like efficient in your flying uh and then they teach you how to like drift and and things like that which is pretty cool um but yeah it is a it is a a tutorial basically um a good one at that i think it's i think it's not quite titanfall 2 levels of like single player campaign for a multiplayer game um i still think that's like the the pinnacle um ironically enough another ea title but um yeah i think it's, it does the job well enough um, it's set after the return of the jedi um and yeah you play as both the empire and uh the rebels and should we just say it now that the imperial ships suck i hate <laughs> man i've never really liked okay i should it's something i've never liked tie fighters it's yeah you know when you unlock them finally like i think it's I'm not sure if it's by cheat code or you can get them the normal way, but in the old Rogue Squadron games, sorry, I'm going to be going to that well a lot. <laughs> uh, yep, they were fun to play as in that, but in this one, and again, it's it's what it was. Even when it was first announced, it was an initial concern when they were like, "Hey, this ship, this game will take place entirely inside your ship's cockpit." I'm like, "Okay, right." Tie fighters have a shitty cockpit. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, um, that's the first point. That's the first thing I noticed. And I, again, I, it's not a huge issue because you've got radar, you've got all the instruments to sort of keep track of it. But like, also, I'm just looking for this like window in front of me, and that's it. <laughs> I will circle back to that with a point of mine later on that will enforce that even more so. Um, yeah. So I, I like apart from the fact that the like you know the Imperial ships for the most part have some cool designs. Like I mean, the Tie Fighter is a such a unique design ship um and it, it looks really cool but when it comes down to it they like you know they really lean in on the fact that they have no shields and they are a get in get out as fast as you can type of um type of ship which is fine uh, <laughs> until you're like in the middle of a battle and it's just you can't get out anywhere and you're just constantly getting pounded over and over again. You've got no backup. Um, because the AI is only so good. That's it. Yeah. Like they, they, you do have, you know, as the title says, a squadron with you that can, uh, assist you in things. But yeah. Once uh, again, I find myself looking back at rogue leader where you had like your, you had your wing controls, right? Granted it was assigned to the D pad, which wouldn't have worked in this, but I could have put it on a button where you could you could tell your squad mates to form up with you. You could tell them to go attack enemies, defend other crafts, and all that. And like you can give rudimentary orders. You can point at an enemy and press triangle and say, "Hey, shoot that enemy." And I yep. think you might be able to tell them to defend stuff as well. I'm not too sure. I but, think so. It works the same way. Yeah. But um, they still kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you've also got like a support, um, which again leads into the whole thing of it being like a tutorial for multiplayer. Because that is one of the classes you can play as one of the ships as a support class. I sucked at it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because um, like you, just, you instinctively just want to go in and shoot stuff, but then they're like, "No, no, no, you support. You got to shoot shields at your at your squad mates." And like, oh, but that's not fun. And you're like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, I've done it. What now? Now wait. Yeah, it's on cooldown. Now wait. Oh, All you right. can, you know, oh, you can fire like one ion cannon blast oh, and yeah, disable. Yeah." <laughs> yeah. Cool. You can do, you Brilliant. can let the other people. You can basically set your squad mates up to get the team kill, like to get the to kill steal from you. That's Which fine. like right. your support, right? 
and but again, that's yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, ever since Overwatch came out, and that's I was, exactly what I, I was going to say. I enjoyed playing support classes. <laughs> the, the, the I haven't thought. <laughs> I haven't enjoyed playing support in this game. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's like the, again. If we're talking about bars that were you know that, that that have been set, like Overwatch making support heroes like support classes well, fun to play and and not only fun to play but like because that's a essential thing. and and you want to play as those characters because when you think of, like this the the ships in these in this game fulfill roles it it, yeah. it basically is not exactly like Overwatch where you know yep. you've got your tanky DPS and your support. We do have very specific roles to fulfill. Like you've got your support ships, you've got your bombers, which are there to do damage, and then you've got your fighter ships. And yep. so it sort of has like the skeleton there. Like the, the, it's it's there, yep. but I just didn't like playing a support. Again, maybe it's completely different in multiplayer. Bombers also aren't really my favorite thing. <laughs> yep, true. Yeah, I yeah, 100% agree. But again, but, that, I that mean, could be the mission that I played as the Y-Wing on. Like it was fine yeah. to start off with ever like, cool, bomb these things. I don't like, but I am sort of just winging it. Like I know you can sort of use the the, the um the tracker on the lock on, yeah. As it counts down, you're like, uh, drop bomb. <laughs> I mean, like, did I get it in one hit? No, great. Uh, again, I feel like there's a better solution for that, but whatever. It's not. It's fine. You could you could give me like yeah. a, a I guess a a um a camera on the bottom of my ship would be fine. Yeah, you, you could like a switch screen. screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, assigned to like the, the R stick like click in or something like that I don't yeah know. something like that mm. uh, but even then like the mission was fine I was doing my bombing run and then that particular mission they're like hey oh shit you've got to go save this Corvette and I'm like dude I'm in a Y-Wing <laughs> what do you want me to do like it's, I've diverted yeah. my power all my power to my to my boosters and I'm still going slow and not only that like you're like the Corvette's on the other side of this thing that you're defending you're like oh, fuck me like, I've got squad mates in X-Wings and A-Wings get them to do it <laughs> literally in a trench you just like pull out of the trench i guess fly over there and then like you do it either you succeed or fail in that that thing and you're like all right now i've got to go back into the trench yeah, and figure out where trench. i was <laughs> yeah um yeah so like i mean I, I, obviously for me the 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 ships that i love like flying an x-wing is just so much fun and it's just like fulfilling that part of me that's just like cool i'm flying an x-wing right now this is great x-wings are great I, probably one of my favorite ships, but I love flying an X-wing. But a lot of what I love flying an X an S-wing an X-wing is related to locking my S foils in attack position. And I don't get to do <laughs> that true. in this. I don't get that. It's one of my in Rogue Squad again. Back here I go with Rogue Squadron again. <laughs> like one of my favorite things in that game is when you're when you're just flying when you're boosting the wings are closed, but you tap that attack button and then zzz, they open up and you're like cool. And it's great, and I just is, again you're in a cockpit, so I guess it wouldn't be satisfying to see. But I just wish there was a sound for it or a button I could press. I'm like, let me open my wings up or close them at will. I, I mean, like it, it would make sense if like cause the whole the, the 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 big mechanic sort of thing that they they do in this game is you have in the imperial ship you have like three bars, but in the uh, sorry in the in the rebel, rebel ship. ships you have three three bars in the imperial ships you only have the two. Um, but you've got like your your engines, you've got your weapons, and you've got your shields. If you're in the rebel ships, um, and basically you use the D pad, like left, up, and right on the D pad to switch between like rerouting power between those, and and down um, like resets it to default. Yeah, to like even. Yeah, like um, 
Yeah, so that's the whole mechanic of it. So if yeah, if you hit up on the D pad to go to attack position, yeah, like you said, there needs to be like a sound effect like that, or like someone calling out, like lock, asking you to lock, do that. Yeah, as far as an attack position, exactly. Oh. Like that's that's I what feel needs like to I'm happen. I'm being really pedantic here, but it's just one of my favorite things, and one of it, like I love Rogue Squadron and Rogue Leader. They are the two best Star Wars games. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's fine. Like, flying an X-Wing is still fun, but I actually found myself gravitating more towards the A-Wing in this game because that, that yeah. ship has always been fast and agile in all the Star Wars games. And I feel like it actually works really well with this style of game. It's got a... Right. Like, its cockpit's got a pretty good view. It actually can do the maneuvers that I... I or at least I feel like I can do the maneuvers the game wants me to do in it. Right. Um, and it's very... It's funny because it is very much like a hit-and-run craft like a TIE fighter. But yep. I just... I love it. <laughs> But that's I, we were talking about this before as well. Like you've got the uh, uh, before we started recording, because you're in like the rebel ships have that shield, you get to sort of be a little bit more gung ho and a little bit more um, risky, and be a bit more space cowboy esque with your with your flying. Yeah, like embracing my inner Poe Dameron, I guess, in a little bit. Like we're just getting real cocky about things. Um. Whereas with the, yeah, with the Imperial ships, it's just like, no, you're very, this is what you have to do, do it and get out. Uh, which I guess is a good analogy for the two sides in a way as yeah, well. Like, I mean, it's true. Like if nothing else, like they've done a very good job of the, with the authenticity of creating yeah. these two sides. Uh, I do yeah. also want to say as well, one of my favorite things to do that I do love about this game is the ability to hold down square and focus like your deflector shields on your front and rear. I do yeah, like that a lot. <laughs> that is cool. Um, and I think, yeah, because if you do it in the um, Imperial ships as well, you can switch between, like, super boosting your um, weapons all and... Or your and, engines, yeah. And your engines, yeah. Which is cool as well. So it's like, if you do need to get out, I just need to get better at doing that. So maybe that's the key. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's... Like, it is, it is a button I always forget to press on the Imperials because, again, it's so drilled into my skull from the Rebel t- storyline. It's like, cool, this is for shields. So it's useful. Um, yeah, and I'm sure it's useful in a Tie Fighter, but because it's for weapon or engines, I just never really think of using it. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I. This might be a good point. I don't know. It, I'm just gonna segue into this that in a really like sort of left turn kind of way. But, um, I had the chance to play this in VR as well because I have a PlayStation VR headset. Um, if you own a VR system that this game is available on, and you're in any way, shape, or form interested in playing it. I would highly recommend it. Um, it is fucking cool in in, uh, in VR. Having I do said feel that, like though, I'm getting an inferior experience. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say inferior because I have played it like non VR as well, and I, just, I, it's, I still think it's fun and it still feels really good. Let me skip this the like, hangar stuff. It's clearly not there for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the hangar stuff uh, in between missions is yeah very clear, heavily like you can tell that it was designed for VR. Um, because you're in one point and you can spin around in a circle and that's about all you can do. And you can point at uh, someone and press X and you'll talk to them. Yeah. And, and in VR, like that works and it's that extra layer of like, oh, it's in VR and I'm, I'm standing in the middle of like a star, a, a, um, a star destroyer's like hangar bay and I'm like looking around and this is fucking cool. Like that was awesome. I remember like that, that first mission where you first get to go to the, the first hangar bay you're in, which I think, yeah, is a star destroyer one. And you um, just like looking up and seeing the scale of it and just feeling it in relation to where you are. And you're like, oh shit, like, you know, and seeing all the, the TIE fighters lined up over there. And um, 
this giant, just sprawling fucking open space. Um, and it's really, really cool. Uh, but what we were saying before about cockpits, um, the fact that the TIE fighters have, it's just, you've got a porthole to look through. <laughs> and it is cool at first cause you're like, Oh cool. I feel like I'm in this like enclosed space, but then you're like, Oh, I'm in this enclosed space and I can see forward. That's all <laughs> I can see. It feels like, it feels like VR is wasted on this a little bit. And it's cool to like look down and see the controls. Um, I'm, cause I must admit once you get into like getting into the X-Wing, and like well first of all sorry in the tie fighters like yes you've only got the porthole but that first mission where you actually take off out of out of the star destroyer that feeling i got like playing that in vr i was just like oh this like, is good and like the thing. looking could, down and be like oh shit i like, can imagine it was amazing because like i said the rest of it is great like the sound effects the tie fighters make are spot on mm-hmm. like it's yep. perfect and i can imagine in vr definitely helps it a lot I, yeah, it is worth saying, but I mean, if you if you are like me and you don't have VR, you can at any point in your ships double tap the right stick and look around if you want. Yes, you can. You can, you can yeah. do that. It's just like yep. you have to just make sure you press R three again to go to snap back. <laughs> so it's a bit, it's a bit some, cumbersome. Do some evasive maneuvers and you're just like, like looking oh. in the back of your cockpit, going, "Ah, yeah. hey, there's that ship that's shooting me. Oh, it's, um, oh, it's blown me up. Okay, fair yep. enough." <laughs> Um, but yeah, sitting in the cockpit of uh, the X-Wing and like looking down, because um, like the first, when you get into the X-Wing for the first time as well, you do like a, like a systems check that, that I think it's in the hangar where you're like, yep, yeah. cool. Just make sure all your things are going like, cause you've already done the Imperial stuff. So you've got the basics of flying. They don't need to walk you through that again. So there's a couple of extra things that they walk you through and you're like, all right, cool. And like, you're looking down at like all the buttons and stuff. And I'm like, I want to press all these buttons. And I want to, I want to hold that thrusting, like thrusting toggle and just like jam it forward. Um, and yeah, just like once you take off out into outer space and you can see, see like above you and like looking around, it's like f- looking over to your right and see and left and seeing like your squad mates, like just flying beside you. I'm like, yes, this is what I am fucking here for. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was, it was magical. I, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, and yeah, and then in terms of like playing the game and actually being in dogfights and things like that in VR, I think it's, I do okay with VR. Like I'm, I'm, I do pretty well with VR. I don't tend to get motion sickness. I could, I could feel if you did get motion sickness, this would probably not be the game to play. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's pretty full on, especially with, with the speed, you have to pull all of his maneuvers off and like mm-hmm. be fully yep. ready to like target switch and you yep. like just just drift around yeah there's a lot yeah. of movement to worry about yeah and just like just in maneuvering around because like if you're like me especially you're just like barrel rolling through everything oh going, yeah barrel roll is classic yeah um yeah like you blow up an enemy and just like fly through their fucking wreckage and like barrel rolling out and pulling up um yeah like i, I in vr it was it was super 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 fun um I would highly recommend it if you either have a VR unit or you, you know someone with one that you're able to go and visit. Um, yeah, definitely boot this up and have a look at it because it, it is one of those games where I think I would put it almost in the in the same echelon of like Beat Saber or um, Super Hot in VR where it's like... Say it, Joel. Say the other one. The other game that if you have VR, you should try it. 
There's one more. You'd never play it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Resident Evil 7. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not happening. But, like, yeah, you're right. 100% right. It's one of those, like, VR showpieces where you're just like, cool, this is what VR in your home is like. Yeah, what see. it's capable of. Exactly. You can get up and look around, That you like, move around with these two lightsabers, or you can sit in a cockpit uh, of, like, an X, uh, X-Wing fighter and, and fly through space. Or you can get scared out of your fucking yeah, mind. You can have literally no escape. <laughs> yeah. Because like, like, my favorite defense mechanism in a horror game is just like, oh, I'll just look away from the screen. What yep. if the screen is on your eyes? Yep. Yeah, cool. And you also, if it's not your VR unit as well, you also run the risk of like completely destroying <laughs> a VR like unit by ripping, ripping it off your head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would put that in that same same like tier of like, cool, this is an experience. You could sit someone down who's not played VR before and just be like, have a, have a play with this. They might not be very good at it, but like just getting that feeling of sitting and flying through space and, and being in this cockpit of this like such iconic ships like you, you if you Even like star like wars doing iconic things as well absolutely like my my favorite mission probably my favorite mission favorite or second favorite is the mission where you are hijacking a star destroyer that mission yeah. is just so much fun yep it's yeah there's some really cool moments in it, that that occur in in this game as well it's really fun there's also some really great fan service that i won't we won't mention here just in it case you so are interested in playing it. But yeah, there's some... I guess you could probably put two and two together if we've said that. That might be a spoiler in itself by saying that there's fan service in a game about... I think, I think uh, people were... I think it's fair to expect fan service in Star Wars games at this point. I think so too. Um, but it, it does still give you that little like, ooh, every time it happens, you're like, oh, hello. Um but yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, you, you're 100% right with the fact that this game nails that feeling of of Star Wars and of sitting in these ships and flying them through space and in, engaging in combat with, with uh, the enemy forces. It's it's not perfect by any oh, stretch. Yeah. And like, I have no great ambitions for how the story is going to wrap up because... No. <laughs> because Because of when it's set, like between six and seven... <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, I, come on, guys. <laughs> it's got that Rogue One thing going for it, where it's like, I'm loving this, but like, we know where things go. Um, but I liked the characters in Rogue One. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, God, hey, man, I liked we... I liked my pilots that I made. I just don't really get to see them. Yeah, or hear them all that often. Yeah, and I I specifically um, made sure to pick pick the Erica Lindbeck voice as well. Oh, uh, no, I I think one of mine I picked the the Australian voice i, I picked think. um i picked erica lindbeck and oh no what's her name the voice of pharaoh is the other one i picked oh yeah yeah i know who you're talking about i can't remember oh, her name blanking on her name oh my god yep. i'm so sorry i'm sorry yep. pharaoh <laughs> <laughs> how do you you have pharaoh main as well oh. well i mean in the early days i i definitely went, days, that's I true, became yeah. a diva main <laughs> you're more a diva main yeah that's true um yeah so it's definitely not perfect and i think this is probably a good point as any to say that uh, they have come out and said, uh, the devs have come out and said that they're not supporting this post-launch, apart from, like, I guess, like, patches and fixes and things like that. There's no, like, post-launch content planned. That's a bummer. This. Yeah. Uh, um, but I it seemed I... like this was always the case as well. This was always the plan that they never had. This, this was, like, a small-scale thing that they were just doing as, like, a almost like a test, I guess, um, to see if they could. 
but yeah, the, it's a real bummer because there are some some omissions to the the game that, that sort of we got we got U wings mm. instead of instead of B wings. Like what the hell, guys? Yes. Here's the thing. Yep. Like why? <laughs> like I, maybe I'm way off base, but from my memory of U wings from because they were in Rogue One, mm-hmm. they were largely troop carrier ships. Yeah, true. And there's none of that in this. In fact, there's nothing even planet side. It's all in space. That's the big one for me. Like, I want to be able to, especially after playing Ace Combat 7 earlier this year. Ace Combat like, 7 is such a good game. If you isn't. are out there and you want to play a flight combat game, play Ace Combat 7. Yeah, it's so Ace cool. Combat 7 is great. And it's on Game Pass as well. So, like, it is it's, on Game Pass. It's fantastic. Although, but it, I if wish. If you I... do get it on PS4, though, it is on. It has, a, it has VR. Now, having played Squadrons, I kind of. One day, wish... Joel, when yeah. we can visit each other, I'll bring down my PS4 copy. <laughs> Yeah, that would and be great. probably Brendan. I guess Brendan. Will, you won't have to bring Brendan. He will be like running alongside the car. Brendan, like Brendan is coming speed. down to see you with my copy of Ace Combat. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably more accurate. Um, but yeah, like it's uh, like the feeling in that game of like flying under bridges and stuff like that, and and you kind of get a little bit of that, like flying in and out of like bits of wreckage and things like that. I do like that, um, honestly. Yeah, it's cool. Like, there's that one. There's a one mission where it'll be very vague about it, but like there's that like circular base thing that you're going to. I think that's literally it... the Empire mission where that I'm on. Right. Yeah. So and then like flying in and out of like bits of that. It's um that's really fun. And then like the the trench the yeah the bombing the, run thing as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. That that one as well. It's like flying down into that trench as well and like orientating yourself like uh like ninety degrees to be like flat with the uh the vents that you have to bomb and stuff is is really cool it's cool but... yeah especially because like it's great because doing that is easy enough right it's not like it's super complicated it's like cool like adjusting your your and your pitch and all that is really easy with the default mm-hmm. setup it's just yeah. again so many times my brain just trips over itself trying to juggle the controls <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially when you've got like those like rerouting power things as well. Yeah, you're like trying to get trying to get away, and you're like, why am I not going fast? And you realize you've got, got, still pumped up your uh, your weapons. You're like, ah, fuck! And you like quickly switch over. Like no joke on that Y wing mission. Um, when I was flying into the uh, interior, I completely yep. forgot because I was still obviously I still had my um my engines boosted from trying to get to that Corvette. I had yep. my engines like pumped. Yeah, and I I must have pressed in the left stick a little too much, <laughs> and my my Y wing boosted into a wall, but Joel, <laughs> but didn't explode and just sort of like ground its way along until I had like five hull strength left. I'm like, I guess I'll just try and escape with five health. <laughs> I was gonna say just just at that point, just finish me off, like fucking <laughs> just fly into the generator myself. <laughs> yeah, just like ah, I'm done. This I is a ride. I imagine everyone on the ships being like. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> <He's> just, <gasps> <laughs> Why aren't you dead? <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, like being able to fly along some planets. And again, I, I guess from a, like a technical point of view as well, I guess why they haven't done it. Because that's a lot more work. <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, it's involved. probably way easier to do space, right? Because it's just yeah. like you, you can make that environment and then you can put in the space bases or the Star Destroyers or the Asteroids. That's Absolutely, easy to yeah. do all that stuff <laughs> and have like a planet in the background like it's yeah, yeah. I, I get that like and i guess that sort of you know reflects in the um the budget the price. price of it as well yeah um but i mean this is it, in my eyes i'd like to think that this is like a 
testing the waters sort of for, thing. For a Rogue Squadron 4, please. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe not by that name or anything like that, but I I could see them maybe. Like, this could go the way of, like, a, you know, I, I'm bringing up Titanfall again, but, like, you know, having coming out with, like, a second version or even Battlefront 2 as well, like, just going, right, we've heard you, let's try again and, and sort of implement all this stuff that we maybe wanted to do the first time, but we didn't. We Honestly, didn't want to, like... My- my favorite multiplayer mode in Battlefront One, I, in Dice's Battlefront One, not the original right. Battlefront One, yeah, is the dogfighting game mode. Yeah. I love that because it's as close as I'll get to a Rogue Squadron. Yeah, and I mean at least we're we're, we're the ones that were working on the the flight stuff in. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Battlefield, because it was it was them and Criterion. I, I think, think so. Yeah, 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 Criterion with other guys. Um. Which 100% makes sense. Um, oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to do vehicle stuff, those are the guys to pick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I hope that this might be... We may not get... It might not be, like, Squadrons 2 or anything like that, but, like, it might be another game that we get, like, that kind of experience. But it's nice that, like, EA have, made, have released a good Star Wars game out the gate. Oh, yeah. Like, so they're it's... on a streak now for good Star Wars games. That's true, yeah, sorry, yeah. Too straight. Jedi Fallen Order, yeah, two in, two in a row. Um, you know, maybe when we inevitably get that sequel to Fallen Order as well. And It just took him, like, most... It took him the entire duration of the new Star Wars movies to get here. Yep, yep. And, and, and in the, you know, don't at me, but the flaming wreckage that was left from, you know, maybe the last movie of those. Um, I don't ever... I couldn't imagine what you're talking about, Joel. <laughs> No, I, I know that there are people out there that might be might enjoy that, and that's fine. That's you, fine. You can, yeah, that's it, fine. The Rise of Skywalker did nothing for me. Yeah, but same here. It's nice when I get it when I get to do something like what like watching The Mandalorian. Yes, like like playing Fallen Order, and yep. a few of these missions just being like, ah, oh, Star Wars is cool. Yes, it is, and it, it's good to have that like affirming moment of like, oh no, I'm not wrong to have like wasted all this time being invested <laughs> in this franchise, like. It's okay. Like there are there are good elements to this, and um, yeah, and yeah, like you said, Mandalorian, man. We're like two Soon. weeks out. Oh, let's go. Got to squeeze in a rewatch. Actually, it's a good point. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to wrap up with? Uh, with squadrons. I really just want to play Rogue Leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just look. I know I've harped on it a lot in that little discussion. But I just really like Rogue Leader. Yeah, it's, that's fine. It's a great game. And Rebel Strike was fine. You know, it added those weird, like, on-foot stuff parts we didn't need. But yeah. in defense of Rebel Strike, it does have the co-op mode, which is the entirety of Rogue Leader. So, right. positive. Uh, if, even if even if we just got that remaster that I know is, that I've heard is sitting somewhere, just that, that Rogue Squadron 1, 2, and 3 remaster, just... Pop it out, that's that'd be great. Thing. I'll give you however much you want me to give you for that. I mean, so. like, that that could be the way that they do it as well. Like, who knows? Like, maybe... I, I don't even know who owns the rights to those games. I mean, mate, if if EA can see the value in, in, in it, maybe they're willing to, like, lash out and get those rights. I don't know. Who knows? It, it like, took EA so long to get here. So I'm not holding my breath, but... Yeah, I'm not either. I think I'm giving EA a lot more credit than it's where, where credit... Where, then, then credits due. I guess if I, if I had to wrap up, I would say that Squadrons is fine. Sometimes I really don't like it, but usually it's when I'm in a ship like the U-Wing or the Reaper or a TIE Fighter. Yeah. But when I'm yeah. in an A-Wing, an X-Wing, 
honestly, the interceptor is okay. I yep. like it again because I'm I'm quick, maneuverable, and having a good time. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I hundred percent agree. I think it's a, it, it is definitely if you like Star Wars, it's definitely worth your time. If you like Star Wars, you're probably yeah. It already, if you, but yeah. yeah, at least like, and if you're curious, or even again, if you have any sort of nostalgia for even the old like. Um, x-wing and tie fighter games like i would say yes. give us a, i mean if you haven't already you know splurged for 40 50 on it give it a look give a look have a look at some trailers and stuff some gameplay because it's fun it's just yes. you just go in knowing that you're going into a game but like this is this is what it is it's not getting any ships or any mm-hmm. new multiplayer modes which it doesn't have many on offering each side's got four ships and I think there's two, is it two multiplayer modes? Yeah. So there's, um, yeah, just to br- quickly talk about that, we might bring it up when we actually get to play it, but there's yeah. like a dogfight mode. Um, and then like and the then, fleet one. And then the fleet battles, which are like the bread and butter of multiplayer, basically, where you're yeah. attacking like, you know, a, a, a defending player, like teams, um, either like a Star Destroyer or I, I guess spoilers, maybe. Is it, a, is it bad or is it going to be... I guess it would be right. Yeah, like I actually don't know, but like that would it's a really make good point. Sense, like, yeah, actually, yeah. I just had that thought then. I was like, that's a spoiler to the campaign. Not that it's like <laughs> whatever, but like if I know. said the word Starhawk to you, you wouldn't really know what it meant. That's true. That's you, true. You would probably be like, what that old PS3 game? <laughs> God damn it! Oh, what a what a deep cut. Um, but it is fun. And speaking of fun things, we have been playing some other games. Well, another game together. We have uh, dipping back in again because over the week, the last week, uh, Fall Guys season two launched um, about a, yeah nearly a week ago, uh, and we had a chance to jump in on the weekend and play with some of our friends, which was good. We did. Uh, quick question for you, Joel, before we get back into this: mm-hmm. uh, Did you have a chance to get the skin that got released? <laughs> I fucking didn't, and I am so mad about that because I saw it pop up on Twitter and I'm like, is this a joke? And then it wasn't, and I was like, "Ah, fuck! This is the same. This it's it's the bullet kin all over again." I'm like disappointed I didn't get it. Yeah, I'm assuming you're talking about the um Oliver, the community manager. Yeah, yeah, skin. got turned into a full guy skin. Yeah, which is great. Like so good. They that team must be having so much fun, like implementing all this stuff. Um, and it's apparent in this this season two update as well because. We've got new games, an overall, a new, like, theme. It's all medieval themes now, so... Or the new games especially are, but I think some of the remixes of older stages have that feel to it as well, and then it's reflected in, like, some of the music and the uh, costumes you can get. Yeah, obviously, like, what are they, they called? A, it's not a battle pass. What do they call their seasonal thing? Yeah, their seasonal, like, progression. Yeah. yeah, it's a battle pass, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. You play and get XP and you get new things every time you reach a level. Um, but yeah, that. what do you think of the new stuff? So even before we get into the new stuff, this season two launch, like, this game runs so well now. Yes, it really does. It, 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 is, was, it is noticeably, like, runs better, yeah. It's so, it's like, it seems pretty solid 60 FPS. I don't want to say for sure because I'm not Digital Foundry. Yeah, but yeah. it definitely is smooth as hell, and the controls feel really responsive now. When I yes. jump, my bean jumps, which yep. I know in the past, especially on stuff like Hexagon, when you're trying to like do the jumping 
tile individually strat it's like you got to press jump twice man and just like yep. get the timing down but now it's like i can press jump and i'll jump and it's just responsive and smooth and the saturation of these colors is just yes turned up to like 11 and i love it this game is it looks incredible now oh yeah uh, and like the, and some of the, you pointed out to me as well, some of the animations on some of the, the existing stages as well, like yeah. uh, Perfect Match as well has like new animations for like disappearing tiles and stuff like it's that. It's really good. Um, the uh, Tiptoe as well, like just the the detailing on each of the tiles has like yeah, a different. All the textures are just incredible. Mm. Slime Climb looks, it's the same Slime Climb, but it looks so different just because of the colors yep. and the backgrounds. And it's just, yeah, it's really cool. They've added really stuff a lot in, like, of work in because I guess this is like their first big refresh for the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, they put a lot of work in it, and it's paid off. Yeah, um, but on top of all that, there's a whole bunch of new stuff as well. So, there like is. I said, <laughs> new game, uh, new game modes as well. So, oh, new games. Sorry, we'll get to game modes in a minute, but um, new games. So, uh, there's things like Wall Guys, which involves you having to try and climb over a bunch of walls and it actually, uh, as shouldn't be surprising, yeah. it is chaos. Absolutely, yeah, because you've got to, there's like big blocks that you can grab onto and move around. So it's it almost becomes like a Mexican standard for waiting for someone else to move the block, and then someone finally going, "Fine, I'll do it," and then everyone it's, like piling on top and jumping over. It's basically um, they looked at tiptoe and they're like, "What if we made this more annoying?" Because yes. anyone who's played Fall Guys knows that tiptoe, you get to like past the halfway point, and then it's like everyone just awkwardly shoving just each other shoving each other onto that last tile until someone accidentally falls either to the left or the right the forward yep <laughs> and yeah makes the next decision for you um so yeah that's that's wall guys it's pretty fun i actually i haven't played that one yet um then you got things like uh a new like race which is uh night fever i really um, like, i'd really like night fever i do as well those, those fucking trees though the trees in little... the middle are yeah uh, hectic <laughs> rotating thing of like little pink triangles that look like trees and yeah they just it's it's a bitch <laughs> like, I, like i said to you when we were playing it like it i had to remind myself i'm like i can i can move left and right yeah because the, the the cylinder itself isn't spinning just the trees are so i can safely navigate a bit but yeah like originally i was like i've just got to go forward and it yep. just get swept off i'm like oh, okay all right that's uh, fine that's fine Night I'm not fever. even that mad. <laughs> Night Fever is also the home of uh, the new sort of like infamous obstacle, which is uh, Thick Bonkers. Thick Bonkers. Uh, which is yeah, like a giant, like spiky log that rotates around that will just clean you up. Thick Bonkers has enough. knocked me out a lot. Oh, already. yeah. Yeah. I have been the victim of Thick Bonkers many a time. Um, words I did not think I was going to say probably a week ago uh, on this podcast. Uh, and then there's some like remix versions of things like Egg Scramble and Hoopsie Daisy as well. Um, I played the Hoopsie Daisy one, which is like Hoop Legends, Hoopsie Legends, um, which is basically like a single player variant of Hoopsie Daisy. It's so stressful. It is, yeah. So it's like first to six points and you qualify. Uh, there's still gold rings as well. So you can basically clean up really quickly if you're good enough. Uh, but it also has the movable like ramps and stuff as well that were in war that are in war guys um i think that's all of them yeah well maybe the the egg scramble remix which is egg siege is worth talking about because i actually think it is vastly superior 
to cool. Egg Scramble, which is one of my least favorite games. I I mean, obviously, I don't enjoy any of the team games, really. Mm-hmm. But it feels like in Egg Scramble, you know pretty early on if you're going to get knocked out or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And Egg Siege kind of, I mean, it doesn't fix that, but I think it, whereas in Egg Scramble, the goal is to obviously grab eggs and take it back to your to your little base, your little camp. Yep. Your little ditch. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a pretty your small hovel. distance. Yeah, your little hole. It's a pretty small distance to run, so it just becomes a game of the first 30 seconds is chaos in the middle, and then it becomes defend your eggs. Yeah. Whereas with Egg Siege, the the, zo- the area is much larger, there are moving drawbridges, and when you do get eggs out of the middle, when you take them back to your hole, it's actually a much deeper one this time with ramps that come down the side. That's cool. So, yeah, I just, I like the layout a lot more. It's bigger. It comes less down to, again, like I said, in Eggs Crumble, where it's just like, how many eggs do we have? We got 20? How many gold eggs? A couple? Cool. Everyone on our team, just make a wall. Yep. yep. Everyone stand on the edge of the top of the stairs. We'll be fine. Yep. Um, if you're really up to it, get two people to go bully, like the, yeah, the losing if, if team. Yeah, you want like, to, but we're fine. probably good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, you don't, we don't even need the eggs. Just get them out of theirs. Like, yeah, just, just make their life worse, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rub that salt in that wound. But um, um, yeah, yeah, really I, like Egg Siege. That's cool. I haven't had a chance to play that one yet. Um, but uh, on top of that as well, there's some new costumes. Uh, again, all medieval themes. There's like an orc costume, uh, knight's outfit. There's a dwarf costume that's on the battle pass that I desperately want because I love dwarves. So... Um, and yeah, I want to make my little bean a dwarf, which would be great. Um, yeah, it's, it's really there's good. some cool stuff. Uh, and then yeah, there's the uh, oh sorry, the the show selector is an interesting thing as well. Um, basically, you can play like a normal main show, which is your um, like just all the games it's, in. It's, yeah, it's the four guys you know and loathe or love, <laughs> whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, but then there's also at the moment. I think probably for another couple of days um, as recording, there's Gauntlet Showdown, which is basically no team games. It's pretty much all races, essentially. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's, you can almost... Especially, do... especially if you're solo queuing, that is yes. perfect. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it does have a time, like we like I mentioned before, it does have a timer on it. So I don't know if they're going to be doing different alternate think... game modes that will pop up in there. I assume they will, right? Because it feels very much like a uh, like a rotating playlist sort of option. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me very much the second time I'm bringing this up again uh, on the show this week. Uh, it reminds me of like the Overwatch arcade stuff. Yeah, like, that's where true. they just chuck in like random game modes that you could just jump in and be like different modifiers and variables. Um, maybe they'll do one that's just like all hammers. I don't know. That- yeah, or, yeah. Like they they could even start because again initially I was a bit bummed out that it was only four new games, but I also remembered that halfway through season one, they basically revamped 90% of the stages. So yep. once and they assume that these new stages will get their own versions of those revamps. So there's just going to be possibilities to just like remix these things in endlessly. And the good thing is too, like, yeah, there is four new, four new games, only four new games, but like they're obviously committing to the seasons thing. So we could, you can pretty much guarantee that at the, at the start of the next season, we're going to have a few more new games. They're going to get in and maybe some oh, yeah. games will get retired. And yeah, Please like it's retired memory match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get rid of perfect match. That's yeah. Pretty garbage. But logic um, game. 
They've also upgrade, uh, upped, uh, like, increased the amount of crowns that you get just from playing the battle pass, so you can get those premium costumes as well, which I think is really Yeah, a, I mean, all you've got to do is look at the trophy completion for, like, winning a game. I yeah. think it's, like, 20% of players have, like, yeah. won a crown. And so many of the best skins and yes. even best unlockables are behind crowns. Yeah. And they're usually like those the, the um like crossover partnerships with like other Devolver properties or like Valve properties. So we've had like Portal skins and um there was the when we played the other night there was the Team Fortress Two yep. Scout skin yeah um and, and those skins usually cost a total of ten crowns so yes if you want to collect all the parts of them yeah yeah it's like five a piece for top and bottom so I do think this is a good way to sort of make those ad- obtainable yep because. Yeah. They're such a cool idea, and I really do. I like rewarding people by making these crowns on them. But then you come down to the tough part, and I know there's like the oh, get good thing. But also, this game is chaos. Yeah, absolutely. Is, like that's why only like twenty percent of people have won a game. Yeah, anything can happen. Like I, the the only reason I got Even a win, servers crashing can happen. Well, yeah, that's true. The only reason I got a win the other night when we were playing is because somehow I managed to just come from behind in Fall Mountain. Because I think it was you and I were both in mm, on yeah, Fall Mountain. I, I blew it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I thought, I thought I'd blown it at the start. Like, I was just getting, I was getting pounded by balls. Again, didn't think I was going to say that when I woke up today. That's um, the name of the episode right there. <laughs> pounded Boy, by balls. I'm glad I could assist in that. Um, yeah, so I was just getting, like, absolutely destroyed and uh i was like well this is a write-off uh and then somehow just like i had that moment i was like oh this is crap like i'm talking with you guys i'm like this is shit i'm fucking i'm out i'm out i'm out and then i went silent because i'm just like wait i'm not out i could do this and i'm like no nah, i don't think i can and as i got closer and closer to the top i'm like no i could do this and i managed to just snag it just at the end there but we all got to win like all of us that were playing we that night i could only win on jump night. showdown but I did get a win. <laughs> Fall Mountain's the only one that I've won pet on. Pet event. So, yeah, Fall Mountain's my pet event, apparently. Yeah, so, Jump Showdown. Uh, all, that, all that Mario 64 I've been playing has been paying off. <laughs> I just like running forward. Like, yeah, that's why I like the, the, the race uh, games, I think, more than the other I ones. love the race games as well. Yeah, they're my favorites, I think. That's why my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite Fall Guys game is always going to be Slime Climb. <laughs> That's the one where I where, where the wheels climb, fall off for me. It combines everything I love about Fall Guys. That's, that's true. I love yeah. it, even if it eliminates me a lot. Like I just it's yep. it's fun. I love that map. I love its layout. I love the slime chasing you. Mm-hmm. The obstacles are cool. The only way only place it can suck is if people are jerks and stand on the cylinders. I know they tweaked that a bit to make it less of an issue, but I still see it happening sometimes. Yeah, people will but, figure um, out a way trolls will figure out a way to troll so exactly um but yeah there's a whole bunch of other new stuff in there as well because this is yeah like essentially their first big title update um, yeah there's like player cards now um, yeah should really titles mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean uh, it's, it's still four guys it's still great like it's still like a, the absolute juggernaut of this year i think um well, i mean i guess like for games that release this year because i tell you what among us for a That's game that true. came out three years ago, also definitely a contender. It is. It is. It has been a very good year for like uh, indie-based uh, multiplayer I guess, games. Like everyone being locked up in their houses. Like it's been perfect for these sort of games. Absolutely, yeah. Like I Fall just... Guys has basically become our new like 
hang out and chat game. That's true. I want I want to see like a um just talking about Among Us because we we haven't played it yet, but we are trying to sort of maybe tee up a night where we get to play it with some friends. Um, and I'm scared. Yeah, I'm I'm terrified, absolutely terrified of that game. But uh, I play Werewolf before, and it's just like that on crack, and I'm like, oh god. Um, and I but I want to see like a a no clip style documentary of like how I just want I want to know why that game. I know why, because like you said, people being locked up in their houses and stuff like that. Um, but like, why that game? Like, why? How did that game come out of the woodwork some, suddenly? And yeah, I don't even remember when I started seeing it pop up, but it just started it just happening, at, and then bigger yeah. and bigger Twitch streamers started picking it up, and then suddenly it exploded again to a point where they cancelled the sequel and are basically <laughs> reworking all that content into the original game. Which is such a you know, just to talk about that briefly, I like guess such a smart move because it's. You know, you've already got a, a, a ginormous fan base and like player install base. Like, yeah, why not just? It's true. Implementing that, I do somewhat feel for them though, because I think in the post where they announced that they mentioned the reason they were making a sequel is because this game is so old. Oh yeah, it's. It, they, I think they mentioned about the fact that it was like essentially duct taped together b- yeah, behind the scenes. So yeah, they almost it's, might need to remake it to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know that that's fine. Um. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just been a good year for like these like indie game like triumph stories. Because then yeah, if you want to add like just indie games in general, like you know, Super Giant are stranger to like Man. praise and and uh, positive vibes. But um, but Hades especially has just fucking taken off. Like that game is getting big, big, big press. Like a lot of people saying it's their game of the year, which is I had really a, cool. Uh... I had a triple streak that I broke today because I got cocky. Oh, it hurt. It hurt. Oh, actually, I don't think I've said since the last time we recorded. I've, I have finished a run now. I finished. Congratulations. You could work. Finish, it's, again, it's 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 like when you get a crown of four guys. All right, you knock. You get the first one. You're like, yep. Oh, okay. I can do this. Yeah. The pressure gets lifted. It's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Everything's cool once, now. Once you succeed once, it's like cool. Now, if I do it, it's a bonus. Yeah, and that's the thing, though, with this game, like, you, you, with, with Hades, though, you do start getting cocky and just like, ah, fuck it, and you start doing wild shit. And sometimes it pays off and sometimes it does not. But, um, but yeah, anyway. So next on the list uh, is a game that I've played, like, maybe half an hour of. But uh, you've played a little bit more than that. And I have. So- I'm a sucker for this kind of game. Yeah, you really are. And uh, so I'll chime in, like, you know, with my... Very, very minuscule thoughts on it, but um, uh, that is, of course, Genshin Impact. Yeah, Genshin uh, Impact, which has just been blowing up. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, again, another one of those, like we were talking before about, like, Among Us and, and Fall Guys being sort of, like, time and place games, I guess. This is sort of another one of those where it's, like, you know, the barrier of entry is super low. The fact that it's a free-to-play RPG that, you know... If we're gonna call it Space Paint, it very much definitely looks like it's heavily inspired by Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, and um, like a great many of its characters, uh, how they fight is definitely inspired by a fair share of different action games. Right. There's one character in particular I saw someone post on Twitter today, but now I've seen it, I desperately want. Okay. I hadn't even seen this character, who um whose combat is very similar to Virgil from Devil May Cry. I'm like, well, I want that. I want that in my team. How yeah. do I have that? <laughs> yeah, right. 
Um, Where do I crack my packs to get that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point, I guess. So it is also a uh, a a gacha game. Free to play gacha, and I just want to say this is because I love I love the subtitle of their name. So it's made by Mihoyo, right? <laughs> and the splash screen on this game, when it has that name in big font underneath it, I love that it says Tech Otaku Save the World. Let's love it. Sure, okay, sure. Let's go. Yep. Tech Otaku's Let's Save the World. Yep. Um. Yeah, so I, if you if you haven't heard about much about this game, probably the best way, I, the way that you described it to me, the way I, just were, want, I, did, I heard this in like a Twitch chat, so I'm not taking yeah, credit for this. Yeah, I, I have seen it being kicked around since as well, but uh, but yeah, you described it. To, I was like, oh, have you seen that Genshin Impact game? And you're like, yeah, yeah, Breath of the Waifu, right? And I was like, ah, it's Breath of the Waifu. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's pretty much that. Like this uh, game is unapologetically anime. Oh like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, like it makes Persona Five look like not anime. Honestly, in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it, ma- it makes Persona Five look like a Cartoon Network cartoon. Like it's <laughs> just whoa! It's could not be any more anime. And like straight out the gate, like I said, I've only played half an hour, but like the very first cutscene, I was just like what the fuck like holy shit this but is much like good anime like boy gorgeous oh yeah absolutely 100%. i love that anime Stunning. games can finally look as good as they deserve to look yep yep absolutely um yeah and sort of uh so i i like i said i've played a little bit of it um it is a playable on ps4 on pc and on mobile as well um it does have switch version yeah. coming switch version coming um, and it does have cross save between PC and mobile, but not PS4. So, uh, I started playing on PC just cause I was like, I'll have a look at it. And then I was like, I wanted to show, I wanted to show Ash, um, like what it looked like. I was like, oh yeah, I'll show you. I'll just jump in and show you what it looks like. I'll just, you know, log into my account. Uh, and lo and behold, it wouldn't let me log into any account. And, uh, I did a bit of research and apparently it doesn't have cross save on ps4 so i don't know whether that's going to change i'm not going to hopefully it changes hopefully it changes i'm not going to hold my breath anytime soon so um but i did have a chance to have a look at it on mobile as well very very briefly again um and it's pretty decent on mobile you got like you can like boost the graphics up if you want if your phone can handle it um it actually has like an overclocked like bar so if you like play with the settings and the, the graphical quality uh, if you like overload it too much, it'll like the bar will go all the way up and be like, no, 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 you won't. It's going to break your phone. <laughs> like <laughs> scale, it, scale it back. Like, hey, at least it lets you know, I guess. That's it. Like before, like you completely melt your my, phone down. One of my favorite phone game experiences of all time. Boy, this is a, this is a uh, flashback. So I, I apologize for everyone who I'm about to unintentionally age. But <laughs> back when I had my iPhone 4 and um, EA put out that Dead Space game, Oh, I yeah. just distinctly remember playing that and being like, "Oh, geez, my thumb, my thumb tips are on fire because yep. my screen was that hot." I'd be like, Oof, "Yep, Jesus, <laughs> get it was some ice." That, it was that. Anytime a new Infinity Blade came game yep. out, that Mass Effect one was the same situation as well. Mass Effect like, and stop the- scorching my fingertips. I need them. And the Rage one as well. Remember they did a Rage <laughs> tie-in right. on iOS. Yeah. They did too. Yep. Yep, and um, that was another one where it was just like, whoa, this is a hot brick now. <laughs> this is a heater. I could put yep. this in my pocket in winter and be quite warm. Mm-hmm. 
It's like one of those hand warmers. Yeah, the hand warmers. Like, yeah, crack. yeah, it's yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, it, it's it's it runs pretty well on on phone on, on my new phone especially as well. It's like for the specs that my phone has, it's it runs really well and it controls fairly well. I didn't have a like a controller hooked up to or anything. I'm gonna test it out maybe with my like um, MFI controller that I've got, but um, that's about all I have to say about this game. <laughs> um, I mean, before I talk any more about, it, I do want to briefly talk about the performance on PS4 because, okay. I mean, it's not terrible, right? But it definitely isn't as smooth as I would like, and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that it is an online game. Yeah. So I don't know what the go is with like nearby servers, but my bar, like it's got a connection quality, um, in the corner. It usually tops out at two bars, but today was down as low as one in red. Right. And okay. I was like, oh is this just because there's no servers nearby? Because my internet is pretty good. Like yep. it's not, obviously we have, it's as far as Australian internet goes, it's, yeah. it gets the job done within but, context. Uh, yeah. yeah within the context of having Australian internet, it's like, Hey, this internet's pretty good. But um, <laughs> yeah, when I play the game again, it doesn't really impact anything. And I don't even know if that's the cause of it being just a bit, a bit choppy sometimes, but um, right. I definitely always notice it. I'm like, oh, why do we not have three bars? I'd like to have the three bars, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah apart from green. that, like, it is it is exactly that, right? It is, what if, and we should specify, it's not just anime waifus, okay? There's a couple True. of dudes. I do have a dude yep. on my team. I haven't got the other dude because he's, I think he's only in, like, the pack she got a crack and I wasn't lucky enough. Right. Um, but typically it's just like, we take an anime character and we just put them in Breath of the Wild's world because yep. the world is like the art style is very similar, the map's very similar. Um, mm-hmm. You can climb anything, which I know there was a certain level like of suspending my belief in in um, Breath of the Wild when Link was climbing everything because you know he's bare hands and just like Spider Manning his way up. But in this one, you've got these these girls, right? Still Spider Manning their way up, yep. but with heel boots. <laughs> yep. I'm like, yeah. sure, why not? Like, this is anime, right? It's anime. That's, I mean, like, anything goes I'm not in anime. Defe- I'm not defending that whole thing. It's just, but, like, and again, I, I say that Breath of the Wild wasn't any more realistic. Like, That's true, yeah. That's Link true. is still just, like, using, again, his Spider Man like abilities to climb anything unless it's raining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, slipping Ooh, down. Slippery. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, the, the idea around it, though, with, like, using all the different, um, like, comboing up elemental attacks and stuff like that and being able to switch switch your party members on the fly is um, it's pretty neat. I like that idea. Just yeah, well, to... the combat's fun. Yeah, it really is. Like, it, and again, stressing again, this is a free-to-play game. This is free, and in terms of what, I mean, I haven't experienced much of it, but I've listened to some people who have um, played a lot of it, and they've put like hours into it and are like i i haven't felt any need to spend any real money on it and it hasn't really i haven't really hit that point where i'm like oh i've got to pump money into it before i can progress more like it's pretty generous and that's something to be you know applauded i guess yeah well i mean as you as we said it is a gotcha right so a lot of a lot of what this game comes down to is summoning characters going to this menu i think it's called wishes in this one in this particular game and you go yep. there and you can spend the currency to basically crack a pack yeah and you'll get 10 
items, sometimes it's weapons, sometimes there'll be characters, varying rarities and all that. Percentages are also very brutal, as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's really the crux of it. That's where a lot of, if you're spending money, you're going to be spending money on currencies to buy stuff because there's no stamina meters or anything like that. I think you can probably use money to buy upgrade materials, but again, there are so many ways to get them that you probably won't need to. Right. Uh, and if you're wondering, like, as, as we said, it is a free-to-play game. Uh, it's grossed over $100 million, Joel. Wow. It has uh, recouped its development costs in two weeks. Fucking hell. Jesus. So, fair to say, it's a success. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just remember, I think... The very first time I ever heard about this game was when it, I think it either launched or it was like in beta in China, I think, or somewhere. Yeah. Well, because it was announced at like a, a Sony thing in China, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I remember people being so up in arms about it being a ripoff of uh, Breath of the Wild that they were like smashing their PS4s. Yeah, it was pretty insane. It was like, what the fuck? And like, yeah, okay, sure. It's pretty similar. It's pretty, very similar. Uh, But, I mean, like, there are enough variances in what I've seen anyway. Which, again, very little. But, like, there are enough variances that I could see that, like, make it its own thing, I guess. Yeah, Um, well, I mean, like, even just having the characters and the elemental stuff is really neat. Because, like, and it still has its own interesting way. Obviously, Breath of the Wild had lots of environmental puzzles. It had had its, its Koroks and stuff. Uh, and this has its own twist on all of that stuff. Like there'll be like elemental pillars you've got to light, right. small little puzzles you can complete to find um, upgrades for some of the uh, like the statues, like the seven the sisters statues that like are sort of your fast travel points. And upgrading them gives you more stamina and stuff like that. So it has a lot of its own twists on a lot of the little Breath of the Wild stuff. Uh, but again, it is important to remember that that's sort of where it stops because it right. is a gacha. And yep. like it does have its version of dungeons, but so far they are very small. Again, I'm mm-hmm. only at like adventure rank fifteen. I don't know. I think at twenty or so is when the multiplayer stuff opens up, which lets you apparently roll around the world and also do dungeon dungeons, which is cool. Yeah, um cool. but yeah, the dungeons so far have been very short, maybe a few rooms. Like you can definitely see, like, yeah, I can see this getting, being a mobile game. The That's part the of thing. that that yeah. always blows me away. I was talking to my housemate about this. Is just I've played my fair share of gutches, usually because they're tied to franchises I like. Like I've got Fire Emblem Heroes, and I think two Dragon Ball ones that I occasionally dip into. And they're like, "Hey, there's a cool new freezer coming." I'm like, "Cool. Well, I guess I'll log in and get on my free currency, <laughs> and then summon like crack all my packs and be like, well, I got nothing,' and close it for six months." Yep. But um, a lot of the things I do in in Genshin Impact, in when I play those other games, it's like. Oh, click on a menu, click on an option, skip a couple of text boxes, and I'm in. Whereas in this one, like it's just there's a world to explore, and yeah. the dungeons are small little um, levels you get to go through with a couple of fights and a boss fight at the end. It's just, it's amazing that it's a game that I play on my phone that is just menus apart from the actual thirty second to a minute gameplay segments. But usually you can just make the gameplay itself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like that's why I've never really been into gatches all that much i guess they are definitely not for everyone no no whereas 
this is why I'm more interested in something like Genshin Impact is because it's a game. <laughs> it has a game in there. There's there is a I game. Can, I can press buttons and my character does something. That's that's cool. I have that one-to-one feedback with the character. That's, so Yeah, that's a thing as well. Like it's fun. Like it's fun that you can yeah. mix up characters on the fly and combine those elements and get cool effects. Mm. And just like just lots of little things you can do. Like for example, your your vanilla character you start with is like wind elemental and her triangle attack she like kicks up a whirlwind, which is like, hey, that's pretty neat. Yeah. But just the little ways you find out that you can play with that when there's other other elements in play, like if there's a fire, you can kick it up and then suddenly it's a fire tornado. Yeah. Or like a you can yeah, mix any elements in there. Just like little fun things like that make the combat surprisingly interesting and engaging mm-hmm. in ways that I honestly wasn't really expecting from a free to play blown up gotcha game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and especially when I can have to consider as well that like I said earlier, the main reason I get into Gutch is it's like, oh, well, I like Fire Emblem. I like Dragon Ball. Yeah. So it's like, who are these? These are just, they're just anime characters. Yep. But they look cool. And I also love the idea that so many of these characters, again, as I was talking to my housemate about, wake up in the morning and dress like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, cool, time to start my day. I'm like, how long did that take? Yeah, and also, how practical is that? <laughs> like, yeah. Really, this, for what you're this doing? outfit yeah. here, I don't know, dude. I don't know, yeah. But again, it's one it's... of the things I love about anime. I love how over-designed a lot of their characters are. It's great. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people are so have been sort of, like, swept up in it a little bit, because, I mean, the barrier of entry is literally nothing. Like, you can just download this now and mm-hmm. play it. Like, And you can play a fair chunk of it I don't even know if there is like any significant pay- like parts where you would start have to really start grinding. I'm sure there are, but if it's like you know 15, 20 hours down the track, you've still had 15, 20 hours of free game that you've enjoyed. Yeah, again, a lot of it's just going to come down to like, um, I assume like making upgrades. Like, so for example, like you can make wep- like gems that improve your weapons. Okay, and with the initial stuff you get, it's like you give it to a blacksmith. And it takes like five seconds. Right. When you, you get the slightly better ones and it takes a bit longer, I assume maybe you can get to a point where it's like, oh, look, this will take a, a day. You're like, yeah. all right, cool. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's go do something else it's and like, come right, back tomorrow. I'll come back, wait for that notification to pop up. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe there's a way to speed that up. I don't yeah. know. All I know is like the main places you can spend money, especially the big pool in any of these gacha games, is dropping that cash on those packs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they've been, they've been pretty generous with the currency you can use for it. Uh, again, as with all gachas, you've got your login bonuses when you check in, which is why I'm bummed about the lack of crossover between mobile and PS4. Because I was yep. really hoping that I could just have it on my mobile phone to log in each day and be like, tap a box, and log out. <laughs> yep, I'll, I'll no. take those, thank you, and I'll see you later. <laughs> to do the gacha parts of the game. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um. Anything else about Genshin Impact's card? Just surprised that it's fun. Like I've, I've yeah. the last couple of days, I spent a few hours playing it, and I was just like, I was, I, at any point now, I'm ready to get to, to reach a stage where I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. But I just open up a new section of a map, and it's like, so I've got new areas to explore. I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm, I'm back in. Where are we going That's now, awesome. guys? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah no, it's, I, it's surprisingly good. I definitely want to check out some more of it. Um, the Switch version is going to be the, like that's the one right <laughs> that's it yeah that's the one because um, yeah I think that's going to be the one I'll probably 
dive into most on. Because um, I, I love the idea of playing this on my phone, but also I would rather use a controller. Hence, I mean, I know you can do it, you know, with certain controllers, you can wirelessly connect, but also just mm-hmm. the Switch is that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's it. And it's a bigger screen as well. Exactly. Big screen. I, it's not, maybe the quality of the screen isn't as good as, say, a phone's oh, no. are, but like it's... And it will definitely run a bit, it'll definitely be tuned down a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, I, I turned the settings down on my phone to the lowest setting, and it still looks really good, like, because it is that bright, stylized, mm. like, vibrant Stylization color. helps, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nintendo have been thriving off it, so... Um, but yeah, I do want to check out more of this game. There is a reason why I haven't been checking out this game more, is because of a game that I have been playing a lot of that is three years old, almost three years old. This is all your fault, Sony. You did this. Yeah, 100%. Um, There's a few factors involved in this, and we'll get to that. But um, So, yeah, the new PlayStation Plus games went up last week uh, for uh, PlayStation Plus members. This month it is uh, Vampyr, which is not the game that I've been playing, but I did tag it, and I might check it out at some point. Uh, but also Need for Speed Payback. Uh, so it's released in uh, November 10th, 2017, and it is uh, made by Ghost Games, uh, who have done, I think, a few of the Need for Speed games now. I don't think they exist anymore. Uh, I don't think so. I think yeah. Need for Speed has fallen back specifically to Criterion. Yes. So, um, yeah, because I think I'm pretty sure... Heat was Criterion. Um, this is the one before Heat, I think. Uh, what I say? Anyway, not important at the moment. Uh, the point is, it was free, and I downloaded it because I haven't had a an arcade racer that's to scratch that itch that I constantly have for such a long time. And I was like, great, this is a great opportunity. I'm gonna jump into this. I remember hearing it had some pretty bad stuff about it. Um. But I like the idea behind it. Um, and, I mean, at the, at the worst case scenario is I'm going to be able to drive some cars real fast and, like, you know, g- get them sideways around some corners. And I have. I've played a lot of this game. Uh, it's been the I game was, that I've played I the most I was able to week. catch you in squadrons because of your, your need for speed addiction. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. If you've ever played a need for speed game, uh, especially the mo- more recent ones... Probably from, I want to say maybe the the remake of Most Wanted onwards. They're all pretty similar. It's all open world. There are collectibles. There are um, story elements to it. Um, this one definitely has its uh, a story element in it, uh, which I'll, I'll touch on shortly. Um, basically, the whole setup of the of this story is that you uh, it's set in a, a place called uh, Fortune Valley which is essentially Las Vegas because um, Need for Speed games do the sort of fictional, it's like this place, but it's not. Um, and, but yeah, GTA, it's very, GTA style. Absolutely, yeah. It's very much like Nevada, Las Vegas, that kind of setting. There's like big open desert areas and then there's like some like wilderness, like foresty areas and then there's like a city area with casinos and whatnot. Um, and yeah, so you, you play as, you've got three characters you play as. Um, uh, Tyler, Mac, and uh, Jesse. Uh, they have different like tra- like schools of racing that they're sort of like more 
suited to. The, the, the game will switch you automatically to that character when you're doing these certain missions. Um, and yeah, it's all about trying to take down the house. Um, yes, it's called the house. Um, it's, house always wins, man. That has been said so many fucking I, times. I bet it has. Um, yeah, which I guess leads me to my first sort of like downer point. Um, the writing's really bad. Again, I'm not here for that, but like, I mean, I gotta point it out because it's one of the things that is very noticeable. But I'm kind of enjoying it in a way because it's it's not only is it scratching that sort of uh, um, arcade racer itch that I have, it's also scratching that kind of Fast and Furious itch that I have. Considering we have to wait, Joel, there's a game for that. I know, but it's not good. <laughs> Whereas this is has good you got, things. You got me there. And yeah, but this has good things about it. Like I, it is still, you know. Well, yeah, still ha- I bet they didn't close out the game awards with this announcement, did they? No, they didn't. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, because Jesus. it's all about taking down this sort of like you know clandestine um, organization. Um, and I remember seeing like the early gameplay demos of it, like the first demos I were doing. I actually did that mission recently, which was like you're trying to steal a car from a, like a moving truck, basically. Oh, like and the E3 demo. Yeah. So and they're switching you between different characters with different. It didn't. That cars. didn't work right, if I recall correctly. Was, uh, that that, was that the one that broke, or is that a different Eva Speed that broke live? Maybe I don't it's know. It's hard to it's hard to tell, to be honest. To be sure. Yeah. Um. And I was like hoping there was a lot of those, and I've had. That one and another one since. Um, the, the other one I had since has been, was really fun as well. It was basically just like an escape and it was like switching between the characters. Um, and because at that point you've got like cars that you've been working on from the different schools of like racing. Um, like you've got your personalized car that you've been driving for those characters and it switches you between them and it was really fun. And because I was listening to my own music, it actually it synced up really well with the song that was playing at one point, and I was like, oh, this is great. It just sort of, like, hit that perfect point. Spotify um, on PS4 is so good. <laughs> yes. Um, not to discredit the soundtrack of this game. No, 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 no absolutely that, not. But it, sometimes with a game that you're playing a lot, again, I, I love the music in Fall Guys, but because I've been playing it so much, it's definitely become a game where I turn that down and then just pump the yeah. playlist that I've made on Spotify. It's just a cool feature. It is, yeah. And that's I, I, I've been sort of like taking advantage of that, which has been fun. Um, just driving around the city and uh, completing, like, you know, competing in different races. Um, like I said, I've said a couple of times, there's like five different schools of racing that you can, like, compete in uh, in different events. Uh, there's like racing, so normal racing. Uh, there's uh, drag races. There's drifting. There's, what's the other one? Off-road racing. And then there's um, runner missions, basically. So Jesse is like the, is known as a runner. She's basically a getaway driver. And so they're all based around like getting to areas in like a certain amount of time and escaping from the cops and, you know, those type of missions. Need for speed missions. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, they sort of like narrow them down into different things, which is good. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. There's not much else to say about it. Um, oh, the, 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 the Some of the voice acting is awful. Um, <laughs> but again, it's almost hitting that sort of like fast and furious like it's so bad it's laughable and i'm really enjoying it for that i'm enjoying it for what it is um 
Yeah, and like like you said about like the house always wins. Like, there's so many of those like level of like writing moments where they're just like <laughs> one line, and you're like, oh yeah, sure, why not? I'm in. Um, I'm going to allow this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, and like there's like all sorts of like, double crossing going on, all sorts of stuff, and I'm like, this is kind of what I want. Um, so yeah, if you uh, if you, you are like me and like jump in at the bit for some sort of arcade racing game and you don't mind paying, playing a game that was three years old. Uh, yeah, it's free on PlayStation Plus at the moment. And I kind of recommend it, honestly. It's it's just, it's popcorn movie fun. Like Compared to, okay, so next month we've got the most, no, the um, Hot Pursuit remasters coming out. Yeah. Compared to that, would you recommend it? Yes. Oh, okay. I yeah, actually... I, I, I didn't mind the Hopper Suit ones, so... The Hopper Suit ones were fine, but if I'm going to take... Alright, okay. EA, you fucked up. You did the wrong one again. You did the wrong one. Hey, Hopper Suit's a good game. Like you the original did, Hopper Suit. You did the wrong one. Fucking do Underground 2, you damn cowards. Like... They're not gonna, man. <laughs> fucking not gonna, and it makes me so goddamn you got, mad. You got Hopper Suit and you got Most Wanted, and then they're back to these original ones again. And it's like it's like with, even with Burnout, they're just like we're gonna remaster Burnout Paradise. I'm like that fucking wrong one. It's the wrong one. Anyway, that's I'm just gonna get up on my like my little arcade racer soapbox here. Um, yeah, I mean, no, at least they, at least they kind of pretended to care about Burnout. That's briefly. true. Yeah, I guess. Um, a couple other things just about it that are like a little bit shit. Um, <laughs> well, it's. The upgrading system is all based around... It's very much like your cars have, like, a power level and then you've got to equip gear to, like, boost that power level and cycle through gear. Yeah. So it has that and it's there, there is literally a slot machine that you have to use tokens for to, like, get bits. Uh, and also the stores, um, like, the tune-up stores, um, like, refresh over a certain period of time. So if you buy all the stuff in it, you got to wait for it to refresh again in like I think it's like ten minutes or something. So not great. It sounds like it was made as a games as service game, but then also just sort of kind, kind of died. It's like know. a single player, almost like a single player games as service game. I don't know it's why weird. though. <laughs> I don't know, but the racing is fun. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I just it's just fun to. And also, I bought my Nissan 350Z, which talking about <laughs> Underground Two, it's like the poster car for that, and it's. It's like one of my dream cars because of that game solely. Um, and I bought it in this and it's my drift car and it, it makes me so happy. Um, and like just turning that thing sideways around corners is so much fun. Um, but yeah, I will stop boring you now with arcade racer. That's fine. I just, I just hope you're okay with like the knowledge, but I don't even know if EA remembers that underground exists. It's funny because like there are like literally hundreds of thousands of people screaming it at them. So, hey, it worked for Skate 4. It worked for Skate. Just... Yeah, it worked for Skate 4 to a point where I kind of felt bad for the devs in that video. Yeah, me too, actually. But it's like, now you can shut up. Yeah, okay? everyone chill. Yeah. No, obviously I'm not, it's like, you know, if they were to announce, like, tomorrow, if I woke up tomorrow and they're like, Underground 2's coming back, I'd be like, fucking exploding. But I'm not going to be it, like... It, it wouldn't be Underground 2, but it would be Underground in the same way as Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted were. That's fine by me. I that's fine by me. Right. I, I I'd be fine with that. Like I just like 
the feel of those games, particularly too, just like the way they dealt with upgrades and like it, it was all very like. I, I, I'm not the type of person that plays arcade races, especially, and, like, gets into the weeds with, like, tuning, fine-tuning my car and stuff like that, which they gradually included, which I'm happy that it's there for the people that really like that. But I just liked it. It was, like, I go to a shop and it's, like, cool, this one's this one's got better numbers. Put that on. This one make me go faster. This one make me turn better. Press like, button, make number go up. 100%. Like, that's all I want. I was, like, I want my car to go fast and turn good and do NOS. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> Go fast, turn good, do not. That's the three rules of racing that I live by. Yeah, is that best someone taking notes going, that's all they want? I mean, all right. <laughs> I guess that's all the next Need for Speed will be. Just listen to this one chuckle fuck with a podcast over here. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's honestly, it's a, a... If I put myself back in the day, I didn't... I, didn't buy it because I heard it got pretty bad reviews. It um, got panned. Yeah, and I can see why. I assume because of timers, and I assume there was like awful microtransactions because EA. Yeah, uh, but again, I haven't had to worry about those. It's, it hasn't really been a problem. Yeah, I guess because they were like, ah, screw it, it's three years old now. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's like, it's just, I think, again, I'm going to bring up like a whole time and a place thing where it's just like, it's just the perfect time and place where. This is the type of game that I feel like I need in my life right now. And it's just so relaxing to sit back and just put my tunes on, especially using that Spotify on PS4 and um, pop some headphones on and go race some cars. And it's a lot of fun. And yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Look, I'm glad I, you're enjoying it. And like, I I know that you've been waiting for a Neva speed at this point to play. And the fact that you get to have it just because you're a POS subscriber. Yeah. At least, I, it's, I, at least it's there. Before this, there was at least once or twice a week I would check to see if Need for Speed Heat was on sale somewhere. Because I'm like, I'm not paying full price for it. And it has to get to a certain a certain level of price reduction. Where I like I'm to like, think that Sony was just like, you know what, let's just do them a favor. I, I Seriously. We'll, we'll put one of them on plus. <laughs> I, I, if that is the case, like, thank you. I, like, you've done me a solid and it's been great. So, yeah. Anyway. I will, I will, I will conclude by saying, Underground Two is the best Need for Speed game. Kyron, you've been playing something else uh, that I would very much like to hear you talk about. So, I was umming and ahhing over it, but then thought, oh, screw it. I know I'm going to buy it when it comes out eventually, anyway. So I bought into the early access for Larian's Baldur's Gate Three. Mm. Uh, so yeah it's Baldur's Gate guys <laughs> <laughs> cool <don't> awesome <laughs> that's it sorry it. I, I, except I, that it's not really Baldur's Gate because I guess it's again it's Baldur's Gate meets Divinity yeah so sorry. I, I've hyped I, sorry, I hyped you up too much by saying I'm very excited to hear you talk about yeah. it and I'm like <laughs> that's that's it alright cool that's fine um, so I'm coming at this from an interesting angle wherein I'm coming at it from I just love Larian Right. I love Divinity Original Sin 2. I dabbled in a bit of the old Baldur's Gate and a few of the other older sort of D&D-based games, like the Neverwinter ones and a few other ones in the past. Mm-hmm. But um, I basically play D&D annually at PAX, which didn't happen this year, so I didn't play D&D this year. So Baldur's Gate 3 is just sliding in going, well, here you go. We made it. We made a world for you. Let me Build fill that character. void. Yeah. <laughs> 
And first of all, character creator, amazing. I love it. Uh, obviously, is is early access, so there is like not every option is there. There's a decent selection of races and all that in there. Uh, there's a few classes. I really should have put up a list, but I can tell you that I made a. I'm playing as a drow, a drow ranger, because I am trash and I am always a ranger. <laughs> um, Just for the record, rangers actually suck in D and D at the moment, so it's fine. That's great. So yeah, I'm glad I don't play D and D then. It's fine. No, but you can play other characters that have bows. Like I do. I play a blood hunter and he's got a bow. He's fucking cool. I don't anyway. care, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so Larian have clearly been like the, the Baldur's Gate IP was one that's been sort of tossed around a lot. I know a lot of teams have been after it because it's just sort of been dormant since two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larian apparently originally approached after original sin one. were like, Hey, can we do Baldur's Gate three? And wizard were like, Hmm. You're still a bit new. You're a bit too new on the block. Maybe not. And then they did Original <laughs> Sin 2 and then Wizard would like, actually, do you want to have another stab, another go? <laughs> I love, I'd love. i love to think just like they, they went to that first meeting and they're just like, can we have Baldur's Gate 3? And they're like, no, nah, you're a bit too green yet. And they're like, fuck you. And they come out with Divinity <laughs> Original Sin 2 and they're like, is this fucking good enough for you? Yeah. Like, People love it. <laughs> yeah. This is a fucking masterpiece in some people's eyes. Get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> actually... We've reconsidered. <laughs> you fucking better have. Like, um, so yeah, I do. So I don't even know where to start. We don't want to start with this because it is early access. I've only played probably about three or four hours. Okay. So I'm yeah. very early on. Spent a large chunk of that time in the character creator, mm-hmm. cycling through races, googling names <laughs> that are race appropriate. Yep. Um. You're doing it right. You're doing picking, it right. Picking picking the correct, like, I'm like, oh, what skin color do I want? What hair color do I want? What hair do I want? Right. To the point where I made a character, played about half an hour, and was just like, nah, run it back. We're doing it again. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. We're going back to the character creator, and we're overriding that save. Um, uh, I guess I just want to know, like, for me personally, I, I want to know how, like, what... From your knowledge, I mean, you know, may not be a huge knowledge of Baldur's Gate or anything like that, but, like, how does this feel like, does this feel like a good sequel, taking a good step in the right direction? Does it feel like it's, like, doing anything vastly different to, or like, something like Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2? Um, so, for me personally, again, I I know there was, a, there was a fair, I think there is still a fair amount of contention about it. I like that it's gone turn-based, like mm-hmm. Divinity, just because, again, it's it's D&D. Yeah. It that's... just makes sense. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's... Personally. Um, that's... Yeah, not even to, personally. To, that's just on a on a mechanical level. For like, D&D, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know how I blanked on it, but I just completely forgot that the older Baldur's Gates weren't. And yeah. Like, really? That's weird. Thinking about it now, yeah, what little I played of it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's... Bizarre. So I do, it, in a lot of ways, it, it is honestly, I, I will say there might be something to people like, oh, it's sort of like Divinity 3. I'm like, yes, it is. But it's got a lot of the, it, it goes in a lot harder on a lot of the D&D stuff. Cool. Especially being able to see your dice rolls, which. Oh, oh yes. That's what I wanted which, to hear. Which bring, which will bring you, so, like, so again, you see them for your speech, like your dialogue options. <laughs> Oh, yeah, great name for a podcast. Yeah, it Um, is. So basically, the conversations, you'll see the line that you're going to say and what the check is, 
Uh, if you hover over the, the check, so for like deception, it'll be like, this is what you're rolling, this is what you need. And then you click it and you'll get like a little dice roll animation on your screen. Oh, and, it's, oh. and it's either like, yeah, or no, nah, you fucked it, dude. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am um, a sucker for a good dice roll. And that pleases yeah, me. Well, they, like, that's... They, are, they, are, they are in there and you will feel the joy of a 20 and the horror of a one. Oh, um, God. It's the best part of D&D. <laughs> it really it's is. It's not. It's one it, of the it, best it, parts. Yeah. It's one of them. Mm. Even even as someone who doesn't play D anD D very often, I know the pain of a bad roll and the joy of a good roll, <laughs> and the pain of several several the, bad rolls. <laughs> it's not even the pain of like a single bad roll. It's the pain of having an entire session where you just you have so many things that you want to try and do, especially in a combat situation, and you yes. just keep getting denied by a little piece of plastic. This is so, like nah. <laughs> I'm sure this will be some. This might be. Not everyone might say this is a good thing, but Larian has designed the combat in this game. Specifically, they want it to still feel like D&D, but also want it to favor the player. Right. So that, so that you know, if you're still making progress and having fun, because, yes, characters can die. Yep. <laughs> in fact, in a, in a run that I decided to take it back, because I basically got myself into an unescapable point, <laughs> one of my characters died. Right, and I kind I kind of want to keep. Wish I'd kept the save it and progress it forward because it was he. His ghost was like, "Hey, um, I need to be alive. There's an item in my pockets that you can get to do that." I'm like, "Whoa, hang on, oh, it's dinner time. I'll come back here another day and do this." <laughs> but um, the combat, I do like the idea of it being a bit more player thumbs up based because it can go south fast again, especially right. if your rolls are bad. <laughs> if your rolls are bad. When your character goes down, you have to do your saving throws. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So each turn will roll around and it will. You'll, they've got like a little thing over their head. Three for successes go like sort of up and around and three for failures go down and around. And yeah, you get those three successes. Cool. They're unconscious. You get them down. They're dead. You're going to have to use a, like a revive scroll. And then does I think it, if they die a second time, they're dead. Okay. Do Does it... it, does it get, um? Do you get like I, a, a double check bonus for like a critical failure or a critical success? Like a 20 I don't think I've one? actually encountered you get because it does have inspiration points. You can get inspiration okay. points. Fucking this is oh my god. <laughs> oh my um, and this. I have I have had re-roll options, so I'm not sure if that's because I had an inspiration point or not. I didn't think to check in my character sheet. Um I think so, yeah. I should yeah. that. Um no, that's interesting to hear about it sort of favoring the player a lot more, because um there is an argument that goes around with like when like traditional like tabletop D and uh, about things like the rule of cool and stuff where it's just like if a player decides to do something that if if they if a player in your game comes to the table and says I, I I'm not a DM by the way I just know from like listening to other people my DM and also other DMs that I listen to um in their in their various shows uh. Yeah, like the whole idea of like the rule of cool is like if a player comes to the table and says, "Hey, I want to do this thing in this particular situation," and you as the DM feel like it's going to progress the story and or have like a positive impact on the game, you can decide to like fudge the numbers here and there as well to make it happen. Um, and some people are strictly against that, and some people are very much into that because they're into the storytelling side of things of of Dungeons and Dragons, which um. I kind of fall a little bit more in that because, you know, I'm playing a game. I want to, me personally, I want to feel like I'm, like I'm a, bad, a badass. But I 
I appreciate the fact that my like our DM has like he puts his foot down and is like no and I I respect his decisions and I love that as well because I'm like cool that puts consequences on the game as well so but I do like to hear the fact that they they're sort of like walking that line of like making you feel like you're progressing and and feel like a badass I guess oh yeah because you're still there's still consequences for failing don't get like yeah that's my great. character caught fire and died awesome <laughs> like sweet great cool uh, even down to a point where it, it does let you do again i think you could do some of this in divinity but if you haven't played divinity you can do stuff like um so say that your character's standing next to a fire and they've got a sword you can dip the sword in the fire and set your sword on fire as like a as a bonus action awesome and go in and in combat like that uh you can you can throw shit at enemies and oh if you get a good roll hey that's gonna be a, you get a 20 it's gonna be fun <laughs> Like, am... It does have a lot of the trappings there that you are probably looking for within the constraints of a video game that has rules that can't obviously go f- complete free form. Well, that's the thing. Like, is that the beauty of like of tabletop D&D is like, you know, I mean, as far as everything goes, like anything goes really, you know, it's up to your DM to decide whether or not like the, to what level they'll allow that to happen uh, and how prepared that they might be. Because um, I know we throw our DM... So many curveballs, um, and uh, he has to sort of adapt on the fly. But yeah, so like having a game where it still has rules, but it still feels like you've got that feeling of choice and like of options to do things, which is neat. That's really cool. I like the sound of that. Yeah, well, because it does obviously maintain. Again, this isn't a new thing. A lot of other like Dragon Age does this. Divinity did this as well. Uh, your party members will have opinions on the choices you make, mm-hmm. and they'll sometimes if you make a choice in a conversation, they'll pull you up afterwards and be like, "What the hell, dude? <laughs> we need to be doing this." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, but I want to do this. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm the main character. Exactly. Um, this is my. And I don't story. know what, if there'll be consequences down the line where they can leave you. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that was a thing." Because you can check the, how they feel about you in their in their character sheets. Uh, it has all of this, obviously it has all your spell slots and all that. So if you use if you use an ability and you need to have a short rest, you need to have a short rest to get it back. Awesome. And you can also take your long rest. You can set up a camp for the night, and that's sort of where you can have additional conversations with party members. And as before, you go to sleep, you have your little meditate. Yep. <laughs> and you know, you call it a night. It again, I'm super D and D casual. So a lot of the things that I love about this are from Divinity, but it is cool seeing a lot of these things that from my limited experience with D&D are being realized in this game, which is when it, like, it is early access, so there are bugs. Sometimes the performance hitches, I've had like two crashes. One was just sort of, I don't even know what caused it. The second one was I was panning my camera and I sort of got lodged in a rock and I was like, okay, let's move the camera. It's like, I'm going further into the rock. I'm like, no, no, go up. And then the game was just like, I'm crashing. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, but apart from that, like in some weird animations and conversations and sometimes mouths not moving, the game looks really good. The characters yeah. look amazing. The voice acting is top notch. The menus are great. The, the soundtrack is stunning. Like if you go and listen to the, go watch a person making the character and the character creation, the music that plays in the character selection screen is like, I could just stay here and just listen to this song. Yep. Larian truly care about this, and this early access has me so confident that when this game is in full release, you have everyone has to play it. Like if you have any remote interest in D D or Baldur's Gate, 
you have to play Baldur's Gate 3. I, it's just the rule. It's just, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the point I'm at. I'm like, do I dip in now or do I just wait? You could wait. So I, I don't know exactly how much it covers, but I think it's most of Act 1. Mm. So I've heard people say like they put like 15 hours into it, 20 hours into it. Uh, it will have multiplayer. It does have multiplayer at the moment, but I think it's a bit buggy. Okay. But um, I do like, again, Divinity had this where you could just take a team of like four of your creative characters on this adventure and you'll probably be able to do the exact same in this one. It's cool. So, I'm wondering if they're going to do the thing that they did in original sin 2 where there's like the 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 dm mode where you could create campaigns and stuff in it's possible which like that's pretty cool especially if you're a big fan of like Baldur's gate and like anything by wizards of the coast like that that seems like that would be a really cool thing to play like set up your games in that was always the idea in my head i was like oh that'd be cool to have like your tabletop game be able to play out like Maybe just like a one shot with your character in this in this world that'd be kind of neat. I mean, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they they if they did it with Divinity. All yeah. they've really got to do is give you like the map creation stuff, or even just if they give you a pool of maps mm-hmm. and then the pieces to place them. Like it's it's possible. And yeah. Larian again, they seem to really care. And I wouldn't I would be surprised if they didn't at least try to do something like that. With their they clearly want this game to be like have a strong multiplayer focus as well as being readily accessible to someone who just wants to play on your own and just make your player character and then go on this adventure through this world with the, the um, established characters of the world. Right. Uh, just love Larian. <laughs> They're <Yeah>. so good. <laughs> I'm going to, I think I'm going to play, I'm going to try and pick up original sin two when it goes on sale next. I so, honestly strongly recommend it. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting on the switch. Cause I think that might be a good switch game. Um, it's got cross save of PC as well, so. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any closing comments on uh, early access to Baldur's Gate Three? Look, I feel like there's a lot I've forgotten to mention because honestly, I really mostly talked about combat. <laughs> yep. I didn't even really talk about the exploring the world. Uh, just how man, they again. Anyone who saw like the CG announcement trailer, know that they've just nailed how disgusting mind flayers are <laughs> oh mm. like i did the sequence for all the video showed at the start where you like rip the brain out that's the um intellect devourer <sighs> oh just yummy. so gross but perfect mind flayers uh, are terrifying <laughs> not cool not again cool. i barely play dnd have an innate fear of mind flayers because of what they can do. I, um, I, have, I have I have a fear of mind flayers because I fucking fought one in game, <laughs> and it had pretty big consequences. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they, you'll be happy to know that they are integral to the start of this game oh, since it takes cool. place with them having one of their lovely little worms inside of your brain that oh, is oh. desperate to turn you into a mind flayer. Fucking Which is funny because cool. it actually is very reminiscent of like the opening of Divinity Original Sin Two being like. Well, we've got these magic collars on us that can't let stop us from using magic. We better remove them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It even starts on the beach, much like Divinity Original Sin 2, which is like, it's a cool, it's a cool nod. Nice. But uh yeah, like again, I plan on playing more of this and hopefully I can I can convince my my housemate who's also playing it to come on and, and talk it because he is a DD, he's in your DD group. He is, yeah. So he will be able to help me out. He also is a DM of another group that I'm as well. Oh, and also whoever they've got doing like the um narration is really good. Cool. 
in this game. Very good. Very good, like... Yeah, but I don't know how to describe the voice, but it's so good. This game is amazing. It's buggy because it's early access, but I do not regret... And I, it's really important to mention that it's early access, but it is full price. So just be aware of that. It is $89. Uh, I don't regret it because it's, I'm having so much fun and it's going to come out in full and I won't have to buy it again. That's so true. I'm just, I'm, I'm covered now. But, uh, and it's just, they're, they're being, I think they put out like three or four hot fixes so far. So they're being pretty cool on the ball with like the patches. So yeah, I'm just loving it and I love Larian. And I just, yeah, this is fun. Neat. Um, well, I did have one more game to talk about, but I actually have made an executive decision that I'm probably not going to talk about just yet. <gasps> I actually feel like I want to wait till I finish the game, maybe. Okay. Um, but And also, we're running a little bit longer in the tooth this episode, so <laughs> maybe, that, yeah, it's fine. I'd, I'd like to give this game its due course. Yeah, you, so You don't want it to be rushed. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it deserves it because it's made by someone I really like. So, um, I think that might be an episode, Karen. All right, then. Well, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate you giving your lending us your ears so we could just talk into them, especially this week when it's just games we've been playing. Just Questlog. Yep. Pure Questlog. Yeah, it was good Good vibes. I like this. Yeah. It was fun. We haven't had a, a, an episode like this for a while when we've just been playing games. Yep. Yeah, just dabbling in, dabbling in a few things. Uh, so, as always... If you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us across Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where we are just at Dialogue Options. Uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, any reviews, shares, thumbs up, anything like that that you can, that you can throw us definitely helps. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us as well, I should also mention you can also reach out to us via email, which is contact at dialogueoptions.com. Uh, as for our personal accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX. Where most of the stuff I've been tweeting about was covered. I talked about squadrons, <laughs> covered that. Talked about Baldur's Gate, covered that. Uh, so I'm going to go back and just... Joel, Netflix cancelled Glow and I'm not okay with it. Yep, that's bullshit. It's it's a deep hurt. And I know that I shouldn't be surprised because it's Netflix. But it is a deep, deep hurt. It's fucking bullshit is what it is. Especially when, especially when there are other shows that have been put on hold until they can go back to filming, they just decided to outright cancel this. And, like, it was going to be the fucking final season. It was, it was, <sighs> just give them an ending. Just fucking it's give insane. them an ending. It's I'm so mad. Absolute I'm so bullshit. Mad. It makes no sense whatsoever. Anyway. It's yeah. Netflix, and I just... I On some level, I'm like, of course. Of yep. course you did this. Yeah. Uh, where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where um, I've just been retweeting some stuff. There's a really good retweet from uh, the Australian comedian Michelle Brazier where she like did a, like an impersonation of uh, every local government candidate. This is pretty good. Um, fucking made me laugh so much. Like it's it's just too perfect because I just received a whole bunch of stuff for uh, local area um, elections and stuff like that because we're gonna do it in the next couple of weeks. Um, but the tweet I will pull up is that uh, I just watched Big Hero Six with uh, with my son the other day because we've been watching all the Disney movies in order and we're almost done now, which is weird to say. I filled all my gaps that I had in stuff that I hadn't seen. Um, but we watched Big Hero 6 again the other day and um, man, that movie kicks ass. I really, really enjoyed that movie and uh, and Griffin really liked it as well. He like loved Baymax. Like I hadn't seen him have such a an immediate reaction to something 
on TV or, or, or in media than I did. He, the moment Baymax pops up, I was like, oh, look, Griffin, it's Baymax. And he was just like, he screamed. He's like, ah, ah. I was like pointing at the screen. I'm like, all right, guess my son loves Baymax. And then he disappeared. Like he went away and he got real upset. Um, it was really cute. Uh, but yeah, so he really loves Baymax now. Um, but that's all I've been talking about. Baymax is great. Yeah, Bay- Pair of Six, a great movie, and also the best part of Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> uh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I actually want to go watch the um the sequels, the series, because apparently the series follows on right from the end of the movie. The the, oh, okay. the first episode is a, a two part episode, and it is like a hero re spoilers for Big Hero Six if you haven't seen it. But- <gasps> It's um, oh, no. I know, right? Uh, it's uh, it's hero re- rebuilding Baymax, nice. and so it takes off from there. And I'm like, oh, and it focuses on the other members of the team a bit more as well. I'm like, I should watch this. Apparently, it's pretty good. So, anyway, that's all I've been tweeting about this week. All right, then. Well, as always, I'll let our wonderful theme song take us out, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Options podcast.